I'm Heath. What's up? I'm Monkey. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa 90. Over the last month, we've come to you every day from our clubhouse in Paris and Lyon. And now it's come to an end. This is the last one. The podcast isn't over, but the daily podcast, this is the last one, the World Cup. Yeah. You can hear, still hit subscribe if you want, because yeah. I think we might be back. Don't unsubscribe. We're definitely coming back. Yes. Um, so you'll be hearing from us shortly after this episode. But coming up on our last show, we're going to recap all the most memorable moments. We're obviously going to talk about uh, the final, yes. uh, but we're going to recap all of that and our favorite moments or infamous moments from this tournament because we went to the match. Yes, we did and go we to the game. we made it back in time. Not enough time to shower, but enough time no. to come back and show what it is that we're going through. But yes, do we have five things? No, we don't. But this is the one thing that you need to know going into your day. Which is? The USA won. Wow. Again. That's it. We didn't have a pause for that one. Do we need to pause? Do we need to do the the sh- Keep going. That's the NASCAR. That's the NASCAR transition. Whoa! Not first, you're last. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The U.S. is winners. They are winners. Is are are the uh, U.S. are or is they are. Would you say is or are the U.S. is winners? Are uh, they are winners? Are are like are. a pirate. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, they're winners. Let's let's start with that. Let's start with uh, the U.S. winning. Can we just talk about the run that we had to do to get out of the stadium in time? Yeah, well, your run was longer than ours because you went to the wrong side of the stadium. Um, but it was a good, good it's a pace good jog. jog. Yeah, it was. it's a, above average. What this is the last you're going to hear from us on weather because it's 20, when we when we pick this up 30. again, it'll probably be in a cooler place. It was a good jog. Yeah. I'm slightly scared for preseason now because I'm out of breath. It makes you really because uh, I would say in that match, it, it was kind of a dull match in the first half. Yeah. The last 10, 15 minutes came to life, but. It wasn't until you kick a jog in outside the stadium that you realize, oh, wow, that's why. Because they're conserving yeah. energy. It's really hot on that on that pitch. And we were like in the shade the whole time, catching a breeze up in the... Yeah, I was like, God, they look a bit slow today. And then I ran around the stadium. I was like, no, I, I know why. Did you have good seats? Um, we were sat right in the middle, but very, very high up. So okay. we were actually sat right by the journalists, you know, where they're like... Yeah. Tapping away. Yeah. Do, um, that, do that again for the people so they know what a journalist does. If you can't see this, if you're listening to this, that was typing on the table. Yeah, that was typing on Very the table. fast typing. Probably 90, 92 words per minute. Probably yeah. a little bit. going to put together like a usually, long 3,000 word piece after this final. Usually like a really like fat dude eating a baguette and just saying how rubbish athletes are. <laughs> yeah. like, you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I know plenty of them that have written that about me in my lifetime. And I'm like, hey, jog. <laughs> That's messed up. But so anyway, yeah, that. I was but, yeah, there. But it, all, it is messed up to criticize me though because I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the seats were really good. So yeah. in comparison to the where I sat for the England US game, which was behind the goal, I couldn't really see much. So I actually got to see everything. How about yeah, you? Where the, you sat? We were towards the corner uh, and up high, yeah. which makes it a- after having a few different seats. Uh, I like being closer f- for the action or being like more in tune with the game. But mm-hmm. but being up top, you get to have much more of a tactical view of everything and sort of see how you can sort of see things happen before they happen, you know, because yeah. you can sort of see the breakdowns and things like that. So each has their own kind of up or down, positive or negative. But. Yeah, I did. I looked at the, the Dutch fans to my right and I looked at the US fans to my left, the sort of noisier ends. And I was like, oh, I kind of wish I was in there. But yeah. actually, prospectively, it was a better place to sit. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the player of the match. Yes. This was uh, your player of the match. Would you? Who would, who would your player of the match been? Um, that's a good question, actually. Who scored the second goal again? Rose Lavelle. Ro- Rose Lavelle. Yeah. I've enjoyed playing, watching her this tournament. So she's won the bronze, like third best player in the tournament award. 
Okay, okay. Lucy Bronze was second. Yeah. Megan Rapinoe first. Yeah, I'm I'm cool. I'm happy with Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. Winning. Well, Megan Rapinoe was the Visa player of the match. Yeah. Also the Golden Boot winner. Yes. And also the Golden Ball winner. Yeah. Pretty incredible. That's three She's awards in one day. Swipe them up. Where? How do you how do you carry them? Um, how do you carry that in a awards? copper 90 bag which yeah. you can buy online yeah tote bags actually if you swing by the clubhouse I believe we're giving those away because they're not making it back so oh, she could okay. leave with three trophies and a tote bag and a tote bag yeah and a convenient way to carry something the first half was a bit dull wasn't it yeah I mean the last 15 minutes it came to life oh by the way mm. the game was still alive at halftime because of the Dutch goalkeeper and her name is Sari van Vinendal she had a good she won, half, yeah, yeah she won the golden glove Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh, okay, amazing. Yeah, she had. She oh God, they, you hit the post, mm-hmm. but she got touched it first, I think, yeah. and then she made a really good save down to her bottom left, which was um, a shot from I can't remember, but it was a, it was a really good shot. It was like turn and shoot. They made a lot of. She made a lot of good saves. Alex she Morgan. had some Alex good Morgan. saves against Sweden as well. Yep. And yeah, well deserved. But pretty crazy, right? Uh, is the most polarizing person in this World Cup has been Megan Rapinoe, mm-hmm. and she's gone on now to win everything there is to win as, as a player. Obviously, she had the same amount of goals as Alex Morgan and same amount of assists, but yep. won the award based on the least less minutes played. Yes, less minutes. Sometimes you read those rules and you're like, yeah, but why would they just keep making these additional tiebreakers? And then there you go. I don't even Gold, think she, assist, this was her it? best game in the tournament no. either, to be honest. But she was out of the England game because I think she had a slight hamstring tweak and then came into this. And I was watching it and I was watching the first half and I was kind of like, she's not having a great game. Her, her style of play has evolved as well. Yeah, like she's of no longer. She used to run at people all the time, and yeah. now she's a little bit more on the touchline, spreading the game. She drives inside, yeah, and she whips in an Crosses. probably the best ball of anybody yeah. in the world. Like w- the pace that she puts on a ball is incredible. Yeah, I was half expecting Kristen Press to come on earlier, to yeah. be honest, uh, but she did end up coming on eventually because she had a really good game against England. Yeah, Kristen Press. I mean, that's the thing, right? As we saw, um, Lindsay Horan, mm-hmm. one of the best midfielders in the world. Can't really get a game under this coach. Yeah. Mallory Pugh, one of the next big superstars of global played. football, played, I think, one, maybe yeah. two games. Um, yeah, I think she came in against Thailand. Oh, yeah, because she scored. And then she played a little bit against, she started against Chile. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much it. Like, the team is so deep that, you know, Carly Lloyd, who's now retiring as as a champion, yep. had the same role in this World Cup as Abby Wambach did last World yep. Cup, supporting, played a few games. And uh, still isn't playing all that much. Like they closed her out. Like out of respect, I think they put her in the 87th to close the yeah, game out. Yeah, yeah. Um, not sure what cap that was. 100 or 200, 200 something for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So the retiring. depth in the squad is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridic- like for the next World Cup, they have nothing to worry about pretty much. It, it's and it's. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I think that the second 11 in the women's national team in the U.S. could could challenge most teams. And around the world. Yeah, probably. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what as well? I noticed um, when it hit the 18th minute mark, I was thinking, Netherlands are doing all right here. They've stopped the US from scoring over the 12 minute mark, yeah. which is unlike any other like team in the tournament. And then when it got to half time, I was like, all right, they could they could turn up, but they just swooped in at the end. I don't, but they, they never, never really, really, really had a really good chance. Yeah. In the whole game. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting that they switched formations, Holland. They went into a 4-4-2, which is just so anti-Dutch football. But, like, I actually welcomed it. Mm. Viv Miedema. Streaks! 
she, she was playing like as like a false nine for a bit. Like she was just dropping off so and she's sitting in weird in pockets. Because she's not pacey, but she's strong. She can hold the ball well. But she was finding the ball and turning up upfield quite often in the first half. And they weren't making anything of it. Yeah. But it was an interesting sort of change to the team dynamic for a final kind of going against what, what got them there. Well, it worked the first half. Yeah. The first half worked. And actually, Viv Miedemar had a, a kind of good chance in the second half where she got into the box. She took on like three players. They almost yeah. like fell over. She took it onto her left foot and she just didn't want to shoot on wow. her left foot. She took it off the chest on that first touch. It was so, so... It looked like a handball because it fell uh, yeah, on, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. on the run, off the chest, down to her feet. And you're just like, it has to be a handball. Nobody can take a touch that clean into their stride. But she took a few too many touches there. She did, huh? yeah. She tried to put it back onto her right and I was yeah. like, just take it on your left. Like, shoot, Even when shoot. we saw the replays, I thought cutting it back was the right thing to do. You reckon? No, but once I saw the replays, oh, okay. I was like, okay, yeah, all the space was closed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She had a few, they had a few moments. The US had a few shaky moments where they almost turned the ball over in the back line too. Yeah, yeah. That could have led to something. In the halftime, yeah. my girlfriend was wearing an Alex Morgan Copa 90 t-shirt and she went down to the bathroom and she was washing her hands mm-hmm. and she heard someone uh, behind her go, who's that? And a little girl answered, that's, that's Auntie Alex. And she turned around and it was Alex Morgan's sister. Really? Her niece. Yeah. That's incredible. And she had a chat with them in the The people you need in the bathroom. Yeah. I think we were sat by like the family bit. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why that would make sense. I don't know. Where did you get your tickets from? Uh, Bex. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So maybe from from the Federation or something. Yeah. 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 I think we were sat with the family. That's pretty cool though. That's like a lifelong story that you get to tell. I mean, it includes a bathroom, so it has to like, (laughs) I don't know if those stories are always glamorous. Yeah. But like that's that's really cool. Should have given her the shirt. I don't know. She'd probably get arrested for being half naked yeah no that story gets even weirder <laughs> yeah, yeah. take your shirt off in the bathroom um var though playing a a role again in the in in the biggest match of the tournament yeah though i was also surprised that um there wasn't a var call in the first half against alex morgan for a penalty it looked like she got shoved in the back but to be honest i haven't watched it back i haven't watched the replay back i've I watched it from the nosebleed seats so that's what it looked like yeah um, but the ref came over and gave her a telling off. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think she gets a hard time for going down too easy? Absolutely. Yeah. But now, the, now the thing is, is like now the ref has an opportunity to let that play on and yeah. have somebody assist her instead of having to make a harsh decision of a dive or a penalty. She can let that breathe for a few seconds and then VAR can say, "We recommend you take a look at this." Yeah. And yeah. so obviously, I don't think it was. And I always think that VAR has a different complexity in a final or or in bigger as the matches get bigger. The the, the I think you have a little bit of touch and feel that goes into yeah. calling a VAR. Like you're there, there was definitely contact, but you also want to say make them earn it. You know, make her yeah. earn that. It's not really going to goal. Kind of in a tough place. So it's one of those ones where you need to be absolutely sure because you don't. I, then again, I haven't seen the replays. Like a really good angled replay. Did you? Has anybody seen those replays from the first penalty or from the penalty that the US had? Penalty, clear penalty. Yeah, we we knew from the start of this if the heat, whatever, is going to take probably a foolish challenge was going to lead to the first goal. Mm-hmm. Just some sort of fatigue was going to be. Somebody thinks they can get to it, arrives a little bit late, and second goal, sick though. Yeah, the the, the penalty wasn't the best penalty. It was wasn't in the corner. She just went the wrong way, the keeper. Yeah, I was with uh, Rose Lavelle's sister yesterday. Oh, you were? Yeah. She's an exact you, you meet her? version of her, but redheaded. Oh, no way. Yeah. Didn't know Megan Rapinoe's got a twin sister? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Until I saw they, both went to, they both went to the school when I was there. Ah, right. Mirror, Did they both mirror. play soccer? Yeah, both of them. Ah, right. Yeah. And they look a lot alike because they're twins. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was like, is it, is it they look like? <laughs> <laughs> Does she play soccer now? No. 
I don't think so. And I don't I don't know if she even played professionally after she left college, but they both obviously came the same year mm-hmm. to college. They came a year after me. And they were both super talented. Like two, they were playing on the youth national teams together, both like super talents. Um, but obviously kind of went different directions. That must be strange if you're both if you're you've got a twin, you're both doing exactly the same thing as an athlete anyway. And one of them ends up doing what you both set out to do. Well, I don't know if that was her end goal, her sister, and you kind of don't. Yeah. It must be strange. It is. Watch. I mean, they, they, they still have, they, I think they run a lot of businesses together. So okay. they run camps. They have other things that they do together as like Rapino partnership twins or sisters. Mm-hmm. They're also from a part of California. So like when people think of Northern California, they think of like San Francisco, the Bay area, those things. And then what people don't know about is like the Valley, which is where I grew up. Like, yeah. And then you go north, which is like God's country. You know, okay. Like, it's where like live and let live, like self-police state, basically, where like people are just sort of, it's where like the primary like state of Jefferson people are that are right. like libertarians and these types of things. Like it's, it is country out there. And that she grew up way in Northern California, which okay. is not a, a usual place for, and not that, not that there is like a hotbed for breeding football talent yet. We have yeah. states that based on population and resource and access and those types of things. But generally she was from a place where like you would never see professional footballers come from okay. uh, just, or, or like star footballers just because they're so far from any sort of like top level leagues or teams or talent. So I'm assuming they had to commute pretty far to do different things. Um, and then obviously having two twins, you've now filled out two of your 11. So you're going to be <laughs> probably your team becomes one of the best teams in the state by having those two players around. Who's been, uh, apart from Megan Rapinoe, who's been like player of the tournament for you on the, on the US team? That's a good question. I would say w- one that's really won me back is Crystal Dunn. Okay. So I was very critical. I, I, I'm always highly critical of left backs anyway, because I was a left back and I just see it. I, I'm just generally wa- watch them more than anybody else on the field in terms of like the, sort of the watchful eye of everything they're doing, where they're at. It's just kind of in your peripheral all the time. Um, she's won me back because I was she was a little bit shaky early on. She did her job adequately mm-hmm. the entire tournament, but she was one that you're like, you never see a weakness. Everybody's so good on the ball on that team. Everybody's so comfortable. Everybody's so confident that she was just like, took her a while to settle in. So that was a surprising one. Rose Lavelle, when she's on, I think she was streaky as well, but obviously won the third best player in the tournament. But when she's on, she's like, there's no, there's no player that has her style of play in the world. Yeah. She's just like, I don't know. She's got the balls like glued to her foot. It's glued. She's always playing positively like forward. Yeah. And she's just got incredible technique. Like watching her move and play. It's like an actual pleasure to watch. Like you're just like, this is a beautiful like thing in motion, you know, the way she runs, the way she moves with the ball is like, like you want to watch that all the time. She's so fast. Yeah. She's super fast. And she's deceptively fast. And she's got like, she's mastered like the ability to like cut, obviously was like cut out a bunch of times today and read, well read trying to do that. But when she cuts the ball, like she just frees up space all the time. Like she's just so hard to predict what she's going to do next because she's good with both of her feet and whatnot. She's one of those players that like progressively get faster the longer she runs yeah. over the pitch. O- opens that stride up. Yeah, Who, yeah. Who's been somebody that uh, has surprised you or that you've been really impressed with? Well, to be fair, a lot of these teams I've never seen live. So it was really nice to see the US team play live. The England squad, I've seen a few of them play but like Do you agree with Lucy Bronze as the second best player in the tournament? 
I'm trying to think who else would take that spot. Miedema, streaks. <laughs> no, I mean, Lucy Bronze, though, really? Like, is that is that the answer? I know that I know that she got, like, the nod from Neville, but, like, is she really the second best player in the tournament? In the whole tournament? It's always hard because defenders hard, never it? get the respect anyway. You know, defenders never get I think get she's that. definitely one of them, 100%. I don't, see, I don't see why she shouldn't be given that title. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of anyone else that might um, also deserve it. But actually, I can't think of anyone else apart from another US player. Yeah. So. That's true. I mean, it just feels. Do you think it feels a bit contrived? I just don't see where. I, I think she had a great tournament. Yeah. And like having your manager say that you're the best player in the world is obviously he's oh, he's not just saying that for fun. He's not saying that for like PR for her to get like a, yeah. a brand deal with somebody. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's legit. And I was impressed with her. Other people weren't as impressed uh, when they she played against the US. I, I liked her. Um, when she played against Norway, she was unplayable. Yeah. That that's that was the Lucy Bonds that I've been hearing like so much about. I, I was watching her play and I was like, no one can play against this girl. Like, Isn't that the interesting thing though? Like you said it now like twice in the last couple of minutes of just like a lot of these people haven't seen him play. Yeah. And that's a bizarre thing. That's again, sort of the theme of all of this is like getting to see these people play, going back again to Otta Hegerberg, who's not in the tournament, but I've, I'd never seen her score a goal Yeah. until we had her into the clubhouse and I started doing research on her and all these things. Like that accessibility thing is like, we've now seen how much the quality has grown from 15 to 19 Yeah. and how like smaller the gaps are between countries and nations. And I think that's a, I don't know, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, it's cool. It's still a long way to go, especially when you see score lines like 13-0 or whatever. Hey, did you see... um? At the end of the game, some FIFA representatives uh, came out at the end onto the pitch and there were boos around the stadium and a chant of equal pay. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's my, my worry about equal pay is the answer to that always is yes, 100%. Mm. But it's also something that I think over time gets hijacked into like, it's just like anything in politics, it gets hijacked into like, false messaging or gets actually hijacked from the people that are pushing that into just people saying like equal pay like because it's something that everyone's saying so you say it as opposed to it it having the value that it did when people were talking about it or like an educated baseline on what that actually means because like fighting them for equal pay is again sort of like the larger narrative of women's football is like fighting to get paid yeah yeah yeah, on the other end of the spectrum so it's just like i get it I get that there's the lawsuit. I get that they're against FIFA and I respect all that because I like, yes, the answer to that is yes. But it's also like the women have just won the World Cup. Do we need to turn it into like a negative thing? I I think like that type of chanting is fine, but like she also just be celebrating saying like, hell yeah, they just they just won the World Cup. I think they are celebrating, though. I think I think it was um, it was a case of like the fans being behind what the players are standing up for. Yeah. And I think that's important to hear because when you hear, you know, because I mean, there were way more US fans than there were Dutch fans, 30,000 people chanting in that to FIFA representatives stood on the pitch looking at everyone chanting that. That sends a, yeah. a very that's strong a, message. That's how movements start yeah. or that's how movements continue, right? Like the, the one thing everybody's fearful of is the, is, is the World Cup ends and then everybody just disappears and goes back to being like, all right, I did my month. I supported yeah. it. I'm good. Like go and back as to a player, if you're stood on the pitch as a player and you hear that all the fans are behind you, you must be thinking like, well, one, proud of yourself for standing up for yourself and second, like a, a relief of just like everyone agrees with us. Yeah. It's not just us. Totally. I mean, I, I don't think there's ever been, 
like outside of the business people that are on yeah. the reverse end of that, yeah. that, are, that are against that. I think that's an, an incredible thing. And again, like the tournament is officially over and the messaging is still loud and clear. Yeah. And the people are still saying they just backed up everything they said they would do. They've been loud and proud this entire tournament and now they've won it. Bro, that, that, that celebration that Alex Morgan did against England, this one. Yeah. I was like... The, the balls she had. Yeah, apparently that was, she hadn't even won. But apparently that was a that was a dedication to what's her name? The Sophia Turner? Sophie Turner? Sophia? Sophie? Sophie, Sophie Turner? Turner? Yeah. In what way was in what, I don't know, but Sophie Turner Sophie Turner came came out with a video and said, I appreciate you dedicating that to me and blah blah blah. Like she she made a video of it. Like it's a viral video of her talking. Um, saying that like it was dedicated to her and saying that she appreciates that and lo- knows where it's coming from and that it wasn't like a, a shot at, at British people or something. Oh, real? Like I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was just a really bossy move. And I couldn't, do you know what? I, when I when, So when I thought it was a celebration, it was a bit of a poke at the British fans, I guess, and the team. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, it was two to I, one at that point. I was like, I, you know what? At the end of the game, I think when Copa did an illustration of it, Whoa! I mean, if the thing didn't come off, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a podcast, would it? <laughs> Literally, the set is taking itself down, knowing yeah. that this is the last episode. So the sign is fallen. Yeah. So when she did that, and I, I still thought it was like a, a bit of like banter or whatever. I was like, I can't even be mad at that because it's really good <laughs> and it's funny. Well, like say it wasn't a dedication to somebody, and it was a shot at the British fans or yeah. the, or whatever. That's the whole thing that makes this national team so incredible right they fall anything short of winning this and they are the laughing stock of the tournament yeah right so arrogant so arrogance confidence whatever it is so everything that people want them to be right creating their own realities around this team for everything that they do scrutinized for every time they celebrate every goal they score everything they say everything in the press the trump stuff everything like that they fall short and it's like, there you go, a piece of humble pie. This is what you deserve. Yeah. But they wrote it all the way to the end and they won a championship. And that, to me, is like, as elite athletes, there's nothing. This is like Usain Bolt level type thing. This is like Dream Team level type mm-hmm. of thing where they talk and they run their mouth and they know they're so good and they deliver on that. And that's rare. You yeah. see it in any sort of ego-driven sports. The, the ego is usually the thing that kills you, right? It's the thing that ma- t- makes you take your eye off in a boxing match and you get leveled because you think it's easy or you think that you're 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 untouchable or invincible. And they've somehow found a way, and they were grinding out results two one two one two one, yeah, and then a two nil. Like it wasn't like they were sweeping everybody, but now here they are, champions. Yeah, it's that's, crazy. That's, it's a weird thing. I I I still would have liked some of the the other teams to be to have been on the other side of the tournament yeah. i think it would have been a much better tournament i mean the tournament was amazing but i mean for the it, for me it was disappointing for those two teams to meet in the final because i just felt like we all knew which way it was going to go totally but to be fair you know the netherlands put up a good fight in the first half i did not expect them to not score in the first 45 minutes i was impressed yeah. to be honest they did and well. they probably walked in at half time thinking okay cool we got a shot here i think it was the first team that had held the u.s yeah uh, an entire half without yeah, scoring yeah, a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For longer than 12 minutes. Yeah. The whole tournament. So when they come in at half time, it wasn't that impressive, but I was like, they have more than a shot. And right at the end of the first half as well, they had the states on, on the ropes a bit. It was scrappy towards yeah. the end and it, I think it rumbled. And now looking at the fact that we've had two clubhouses, we had the more gallery vibe, we had mm-hmm. the clubhouse bar vibe, we had all the illustrations. We had the goal click gallery. We had all these things. Was there anything that like you 
were that you'll remember was it like the 50/50 icons or the illustrations I think it is just the vibe especially yeah. in the clubhouse in Paris because obviously Paris is a much busier city like day to day when all the fans would come in and then so they'd start come in slowly the first sort of like week or week mm-hmm. or so and then after that you'd see the same people come in yeah. over the over the three weeks and you'd also see people that had they even said they had little to no interest in women's football before but then you'd see like the same guys like pop in and watch games in the day and stuff yeah. so for me that's like amazing the Chilean fl- fans kept coming in and then players were getting knocked out of the tournament and they heard about the clubhouse and then they'd come in it built this weird sort of like family environment in a very short period of time yeah I, I think I think one of the things for me that's been the most rewarding is that it started early on as like be, even before the tournament like thanks for what you're doing for women's football in like a way that you have to say because we're involved in women's football, right? Yeah. When others aren't. And then you heard that a few times with people like the obligatory, like it was like almost like a sign off when you say goodbye where it's like, oh, it was great seeing you. You're like, yeah, great to see you too. Thanks what you're doing for women's football. And it's like in passing, you're like, ah, whatever. That doesn't mean like you're, you're saying that to say it. But like as the time went on, as the tournament went on, mm-hmm. the, the level of people that you want to be saying, like yesterday we had uh, Mikel Silvestre and, and Tim Cahill at the clubhouse. Yeah. And... I was sitting with him. I played with him at the Red Bulls for a long time, and and know him quite well. But he was like, you know, I've been going to FIFA things. I'm, I'm. He was. He's here as a FIFA legend. Like, obviously, he scored some crazy goals in World Cups. But he was like, I'm going to these FIFA things, and 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 some like basically everything is missing. The right. respect for women in general is missing. But he's like, what you guys are doing here. He's like, I want to do this in four years. Like the next World Cup, I want to be the one that's doing. Like literally motivating him to say, like, I want to have a bar. I want to have this place that people come and hang out and connect connect everyone. Like I didn't know Tim was coming to the clubhouse. Oh, okay. He came by and I was sitting and we just looked at each other. We're like, oh. Did you even know he was here? No, I didn't know he was here because he just posted photos that he's back in Australia. Oh, right. uh, And so I had no idea. And just hearing him say that about what we were doing and hearing like Miko Silvestri say that and hear other people say things that like the people you want to be saying it your peers the people who it's who are essentially insulated or isolated from ever needing to give a shit about women's football or the space or even needing to acknowledge it because they're successful in their own right and they don't have to pander or patronize in any sort of way to hear your peers say it, the people you want to say it like like i didn't go up to him and be like check out this place and look at all the cool things we're doing he brought it up out of the blue and that to me was like a really validating factor of what it is that we're doing here and why we're doing it and to hear just these wide ranges of people go like, this doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah, I think the more the ex-players and current players get involved, the better for the women's game. Just like Hector Bellerin, he's sick, sick guy. Like always like talks about it online, backs it. I mean, he put up a photo of uh, Romance FC's shirt like on his Instagram, which is a sort of like an, a small social seven aside team from London yeah. who um, most of them didn't even play football a few years ago and they it's a group of women that just get together and play like socially um, who do a lot of stuff for like media and a lot of them work in media uh, they run wicked like five aside tournaments in London for anyone who wants to come and play and just like a, a growing the game but in a very small sort of community but in such a like big way it makes yeah. a difference in, in, in London anyway um, and he like posted a, a picture with him and their shirt on his Instagram and just things like that, just like a nod to what people are doing within communities means like so much because yeah. to him, it's like, you know, one post is whatever, it's nothing. But again, that's the validation of your peers. Right? Yeah. It's like, 
everything digital and social media is such a younger crowd and they're in their formative years and they change, they fall like a leaf, right? They don't know who they are yet. But the people that you want to validate everything that you're doing, that's when you know you're sort of breaking through, you're, you're like cutting through all the clutter and all the noise to reach the people who are also the, like the difference makers, like mm-hmm. Bellerin posting a photo of that. That's that's in- incredible, right? That's worth more than any other, the, literally the set is still <laughs> taking apart. itself down. No, it's, it's, it's uh, we got it on auto timer. Okay, that, like fine. everything. Everything will like be down the, uh, by the end of this podcast. Cinderella at midnight, all this stuff just disappears <laughs> into a pumpkin. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been a really like rewarding thing to to, to be here because it's, it's been a lot of hard work, you know? Yeah. yeah every yeah, single yeah. podcast, every single day away from home. And sometimes you're like, what, what are we doing this for? You know, like you're tired. Yeah. And you're like, and you really like once you feel validated within your community and stuff, you don't like it just it just feels right. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the Olympics as well, actually, because mm-hmm. it's gonna be women's football Olympics, and but also looking forward to the next World Cup. I think it's gonna be amazing. Obviously, this is my first women's World Cup, so it's it's a first experience for me. Even though even though I wasn't there in 2015, I've played the sport long enough to see how far it's come, and to watch games in front of 45 to 50 thousand people yeah. and have women on the pitch, like the eight year old me would have been absolutely blown away. Wouldn't have known what to do with myself. What what countries do you think are the fastest growing right now? England? Like who, who do you think in 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 twenty twenty three? Right, twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is going to is going to be the one to you have to worry about. I think there's a few, and majority of them are going to be European countries, and that goes to show by how many European countries were left in the final sort of eight. Um, I think Italy has got a good chance if they can sort of use this momentum to carry on. Um, Spain, England. I think Spain and Italy are the two that I was most impressed with that I think are going to be coming a long way. Yeah. Obviously, more and more resources going into not necessarily the Italian league, uh, but into Juventus and building like a super team. Yeah. And then the Spanish league, I think, is just getting better in general. Real Madrid's going to have a team. Yes. I think that's, I think Spain is going to be one that's dominant because just the their footballing principles, they're like one or two, like, star goal scores away from being a team yeah. like a team to beat but Netherlands you know, as well of yeah Netherlands for sure I, I I would love to see for me it's just I want to see what happens in South America I want I to see what happens in Asia yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the two continents that I think could be muted uh, the most they're also some of the two of the continents where there's still you know I say Asia and like Asia Middle East mm-hmm. and and South America like behind the most in terms of just like women's women's rights in general yeah and I'd love to see just progress there made in terms of professionalizing the leagues, more opportunities, just like thinking again of my own situation. If I was in these places, yeah. wanting to have opportunities for my kids to like be part of this and thinking like how privileged I am to be in the U S but other places, it's just not that conversation yet. Have you thought differently about women's rights now that you have two girls or more? So, um, I think I stress about it more. Right. I think I've always thought about it yeah. and I've always held it in like high regard just as like humans in general. Yeah. Like I've always had like a, a very human approach to everything. But I think I, 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 I don't think about it more. I stress about it more. Like right. I worry more. Yeah, I worry yeah, yeah. about it instead of being like, not, not necessarily just a passenger for the ride because I've been like try to be active, but more of just like, freaking out of like what's this world going to be like in 15 years right yeah you know what it like what what world am i bringing my children into who am i surrounding them with people that share the same values like how can i help them skip some of the generation or parts of my upbringing that i went through that were just like being a like a 
punk kid, mm. you know, how, helped him to like not take the low hanging fruit in life, that kind of stuff I, I stress over. But it's a good question. I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I definitely think about them more in regards to the context that like everything I read and everything I see, my first reaction is my kids versus yeah. like seeing like the world's in a bad place. Now it's like this world's in a bad place and it's affecting everything around me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I was just, I, wouldn't it be mad if like, obviously it's not, it's not a situation now and it's getting better, but if like your, when your little girls was like, I want to play football and someone turned around to them and was like, you're not, you can't. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that anger you so much? Yeah, totally. It's, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a it's a crazy thought, and that's still a lot of the world. Which yeah. Is, is well, wild, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And again, this sort of brings the full circle of like the U.S. women's national team are fighting for all of these things for the world, but they're just it's like everybody's arguing for the same things at different, completely different levels, mm-hmm, yeah. right? And like everybody's fighting for progress, but what progress means is so relative to the world that you live in, you know, or the the your local community and that kind of stuff, which is a really bizarre and very complex thing. Yeah, you're right. Because the the spectrum of what women are fighting for within football is so vast. At one end, it's equal pay. At the other end, it's like literally just the right to kick a ball without fearing for your life. But then it's got all the other woven things into it of, you know, the equality, the LGBTQ community. Like all of these things are all part of this like hyper complex network and system of, everyone kind of sharing the same long-term goals, yeah. but like almost in a weird kind of bad way, like fighting for a piece of the pie, yeah, you know, right, and, and their own things, but everybody's trying to get it in the right direction. It's just a very complex thing. So hopefully, you know, something like this doesn't lead to, you know, the U.S. becoming more separated, but actually bringing the world kind of closer together in celebration yeah. of a huge win for these women. And then what they do with that win on their platforms to push things forward. It's been a really fun environment to be involved in, especially within the stadiums and amongst the fans. Like, it's not like any other tournament I've experienced or football match I've experienced. The vibe is different. It's yeah. it's a lot more open to anyone who, yeah. And less, I guess. I mean, personally, I don't find football games um, that intimidating, but I can understand why people might. I've grown up around football, so I get it. But walking into a football match for the first time in the Premier League, maybe as a woman or as a young girl, you might find it intimidating. And this, and that's it's, that's kind of part of what makes the Premier League great is because the, the the crowds are rowdy, right? And that's just the cult. That's like some of the culture that's involved in the crowds, but also. This environment is, I don't know, it's just so different. Yeah. And it's been nice to see. Well, and it, there wasn't, I, I didn't see anything in this tournament that was like this nationalistic pride. It was like, it had all the elements of a World Cup, right? This like global celebration. It's like a world fair and everybody's in a positive, positive mood. And they're all part of this like journey, this tournament. You're meeting new friends. You know, you're making new friends from all over the world. You're hanging out with them. Like I've, I've ran into multiple people now that I know that have been in Europe for a week or two weeks. And they're like, Oh yeah, my trip was up, but then I met these people and they let me crash with them. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, that story is like a really, really cool thing because it starts beyond like the results. It starts to just get more like-minded people with more like-minded people around the world, mm-hmm. which I think is how you spread like what it is like messaging and how you spread love and how you spread sort of like even reapproaching people what people think of Americans. Like yeah. there are there are French people that hate Americans because of what they read or what they see. And the more that they can be exposed to this, it was the same worry and fear that happened in the World Cup last year. It was like the Russians, like post-Soviet Russians, or even Soviet Russians were, were like trained to think that the West was trying to end them. 
right? The West was trying to kill their culture mm -hmm. and, and ruin them. And therefore they were like programmed with this idea, but face-to-face -face interactions is what allows like, I don't know, to, to create something real and organic that, that goes beyond the fact of who wins or who loses this tournament. I was listening to the podcast the other day though, when I wasn't here, when Chelsea stepped in and I heard that you almost did get beaten up by an English guy. Did you ever find out who it was? No, I I, I go by the bike rack every day now though, like oh, in, yeah? like almost with a mini adrenaline rush. It's a <laughs> it's a green it's a green city bike. Uh, so if you see it, yeah. let me know. I'm gonna I slash the it. tires. Yeah, <laughs> don't sit on it. We're gonna make that thing disappear. The compassionate person in me would slash his tires, and, and then, then give him a hug, and then like create like a MacGyver type like fix it kit for him to like <laughs> fix it himself, so he could still get home. But let this be a lesson that like. Don't be mean to people. <laughs> you deserve this. Fix your tires. But I'm going to give you an option to fix it. Um, I don't have uh, any uh, day and number. Actually, I do have one. 50. Icons. That's that how many correct. we had. That is correct. Uh, is that correct? No, no, that's right. like, it, that is correct. correct. Right. Uh, how many illustrations did we have? 50. Two. 52. Two. Oh, yeah, 52. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, wrong but yeah we had 52 illustrations done every single for every single match but you said 50 oh no fi we're gonna go back to the 50 oh okay 50 fine. is now the amount of goals that megan rapino has scored uh she's at the half century mark mm, holy moly yeah. what just nash for the team for the u.s team in what yeah, yeah. in what in every single u.s game that she's played yeah. okay. she has 50 total goals for the u.s women's national team and did it you know scoring the match winner in a world cup final Meh. Not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's, it's a right. decent Sunday. She's you know? a, yeah, it's an okay Sunday yeah. to deliver. Um, what do you think they're going to get up to now after the game? That's what I was wondering. So they have family and friends in town. Yeah. So I'd assume they're going to spend time with them tonight. Yeah. And then they're going to go on like a rager of like a week, you know, like Air Force One type. Well, probably not Air Force One, <laughs> to be honest. They're probably not going on Air Force One. However, they're going to be like chartered on some sort of uh, plane on like a Champions Tour. Yeah. Which is also one of the cool things that they'll get. Well, at least they got in 2015, which is like a massive, massive bonus for all the women. Yeah. Um, to play in like or be available for four games. They get like, I think they made like 50 or 60 grand um, for those games last time around. But they'll get a Champions Tour. They'll have a parade. But tonight I'm just wondering because like, what are they gonna do I don't tonight? know if Notice, this is Lyon. Okay, every place is closed from the start. Of, there is nothing open. Like even the place I've been ordering on Deliveroo today shut. is shut. It like kicked it back to me. They're like order it for one, pre-order it for one thirty, and then it said like no, they're not responding. Should I give them a DM? Yeah, an awesome. I just want to know what they're they're they're. I mean, I I would assume they're gonna keep it low key. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't you know just how won you, the World know. Cup. Yeah. Why would you keep it low key? It's one of those things I would where it's be like going down the streets of Lyon horseback with the. <laughs> yeah. the world cup in yeah. my hand with a flag and a flag yeah, yeah. it's fine the flag. yeah no that's I, i'm not sure what they're gonna do but i'm assuming there's gonna be some serious partying soon because they got a rambunctious bunch Are they straight back into season though some they're of them in, yeah they're in season they, now, there's right? got to be some sort of contingency that's like <laughs> some time off oh yeah i'm gonna call in sick for the next five days or you can just give them to me because i just won the world cup it's got to be more than five days shortly it's gonna yeah. be like a couple of weeks no like imagine, imagine just rocking into back to training. That's kind of mean, but like rocking back to training with a trophy. <laughs> hey so guys. Like, someone's like, we're going to go train. You're like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to sit, got, sit here. Yeah. I got a trophy. Like I won the world cup. What do you want? Like what, 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 what do you want what from me? What else more do you want from yeah. me? No, I'm not sure what they're going to do. It's a, uh, it's a day game too. And usually like finals and things happen late at night, at night and you're yeah. not back to like after midnight or one or two in the morning. Uh, so they've got the, the, the world is their oyster. They have their whole family here. Yeah. Families. They'll probably party with those guys yeah i don't know what i mean what do you do what would you do well you can you can drink to forget the day or you can like take it in with family and like really enjoy that sort of like ride off 
buzz yeah. of like really take it in with family and friends who it's a hard choice. I would think that as a family member, how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. Do you overly get ex- like I used to get really like when my mom would talk to me too much about football, I would get like really wound up. Like I I'm thinking about this too much in my head. Like I want to come home to get away from that. Right. Like do you like do you do you like have like that? And when they come in the room, like, congrats. Your parents? Fireworks. No, I'm saying like, oh, okay. when when if your family member that you've now been following for a month comes in after winning a World Cup, ah. you hug them. Yeah. They've already been hugged 200 times. Yeah, but you love know? a hug. Love a hug. Especially when you win the World Cup. Yeah, but do you keep telling them congrats? I mean, yeah. where, where do you, I don't know. I, I, I just think they must be like, I, I, how do you respond to that? Thank what, you. What, what, were your parents, what were your parents like when they came to watch you play? Uh, I mean, my mom always said I played a good game, which made that frustrating at times. Every game? Yeah, always. I'm like, yeah, but it's great. And uh, I'm like, no, like, we, we literally got, like, scored on a smashed. bunch of times. Yeah, we, yeah, I was the worst player on the field. <laughs> um, but, no, they were just, my dad's really chill. My dad, like, both of them were, like, sports people growing up. My dad's just very quiet and will, like, pick and choose a few things to say. Okay. And my mom just, like, wants to be a proud mom and just, like. Every argue. game's a good like, game. Yeah, every game's a good game. You know, just wants you to be happy pick up food for you cook for you all those types of things my dad's come to two games in my career both my parents don't really come to games well your dad's in my six he's been to every game <laughs> yeah, yeah you just don't you, you just, just don't, don't know, know when he's there yeah <laughs> the first game i scored against fulham from outside the box and um when i come off at half time my little sister goes dad missed it and i was like where was he he was getting a cup of tea <laughs> second game was a final and he was late for the game but i didn't know because i was already playing and the ball went out for a, a, a throw-in or something. And it went deadly quiet because everyone was just waiting. And I just heard from the stands, Loose, we're here. <laughs> that's just, great. I, just, I didn't even look at him. I just, uh, I just went like this. Yeah, that's In the general direction, <laughs> I just stuck my thumb up. I was like, cool, dad, nice oh, one. Oh, <laughs> wow. The all-like-encompassing parent moment. Just yeah. be like, we're here now. I was like, thanks. That's Cheers. wild. That's yeah. great. No, like, I, I, I think... The, the one the one like time that I had like all the family there they were all wearing like Pierce USA jerseys at a game Amazing. and that was like really cool like Amazing. everyone at once it's only like happened like one time because we played a national team game somewhere on the west coast or whatever um, but yeah usually they're they're pretty quiet um, not yelling we're here well, at least they did <laughs> I didn't hear them say that thing are Goodness. you going to be a yeller if, if you go to see your daughters play football if they play football uh, I don't you're think so de- no, you're definitely going to be a yeller no. I think you're going to be like I watched when I watched the American game with you, like you wouldn't say much, and then all of a sudden you'd like, ah, yeah, you can be like that. No, I, I want to be withdrawn. Like I don't want to sit with the parents. Like I don't want to just stand back. I want my kids to have fun. Like that's it. Just Maybe have like fun. A, Enjoy a, it. A quiet yellow. Yeah. Under your breath. Yeah, and then ground them if they don't score. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is really sad to say. This is that's the World it. Cup is over. It's over. It. Yeah. 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 There's not another one. There's not a tomorrow. There's no. not like a like a fifth, sixth place match that we get to cover tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's it. That's the end of uh, the World Cup. That's the end of Football Inside Out for this World Cup. But I promise you guys, we are coming back. We'll be back. You'll be hearing from us very soon. Yep. Uh, Make sure you stay subscribed because this is going to keep on going. Yes. And um, I guess we will see you all soon. See you soon. This is a We Are Great production for Copper 90.